Hello and welcome to jasonnewland.com. My name's jasonnewland.com and this is let me bore you to sleep.com. Please only listen when you can safely close your eyes.com and .com if you're watching on youtube.com please also only watch this video when you can safely close your eyes.com um, and also please subscribe.com That seemed like a good idea when I first started it. I know what I'll do. I'll say dot com at the end of every every little sentence. That'll be hilarious. Uh, so welcome to another of these very, very boring, boring recordings. Very, very very boring and it's supposed to be boring it's supposed to be calming loose loosening uh, just yeah boring let me bore you to sleep and this is I think a hundred and three I do believe Oh, just dropped the phone. So, yesterday's episode of this thing, I talked about and read out uh, some of the comments and messages that have been left on my Facebook uh also some a few comments that have been left on my YouTube channel yeah, over the last couple of months. And I imagine it was very, very, very boring. And time really went quickly. I ended up doing like an hour and ten minutes when I really try to aim at about an hour. So today I'm going to do about 55 minutes instead, just to make up for that extra 10 minutes that I did yesterday over. Although, it doesn't really matter, I suppose. Who's taking notes, you know? I can't imagine anyone's taking notes of, or keeping track of the lengths of, you know, that I'm doing. 
that's not yeah lengths that's not the right word is it that'd be a swimming a swimming term how many lengths have you done strokes how many strokes did you know that no maybe that's a different thing yeah that's swimming isn't it as well as as well as you know uh, well it could be medical as well couldn't it as well as uh, who knows what so yeah right getting back onto the onto the subject of something else today has been a weird day or weird like not spooky like Halloween weird and trust me Halloween was extremely weird last year for me it was uh, heck of a weird one so not just for me but the whole area because something quite big happened here I won't go into it but it's uh so I never it's something I'm always gonna remember. And today probably isn't something I'm always gonna remember. It's not really been a memorable day. And I I woke up. I often do that. I've woken up nearly every day of my life. And what time did I go to bed? Because I, I do, I'm kind of in that mode of sleeping or being awake at night, but not all night, if that makes sense. So I'm pretty sure I was in bed by about three o'clock. And I do like I do like going to bed, but not always. Uh, I don't always like it. You know, sometimes I don't particularly want to go to bed because there's things that I want to do, or maybe there's. Uh, a film that I want to watch or a television program that I want to watch or maybe maybe I kind of had the urge to make a recording or do some online research Um, yep that's what I call it I call it research other people may call it something else, but online research. I'm thinking of applying for a psychology master's degree at the local university, which would start in, I suppose, September. Yeah, probably September. And it would be full time for a year. And it would cost. It cost about seven and a half thousand pound, so I'd have to get a loan to do it, student loan. 
but it'd be kind of like a conversion, a conversion, um, not conversion therapy, that's a very different thing all together. Uh, I don't mean all say it after me. And what it means really is that at the end of it I will have I'll be able to have membership of the UK Psychological Society I kind of made that bit up but it's it's the it's the main psychological society which you need to be a, a member of before you can go on and work as a psychiatrist or psychologist or trainee psychologist, you know. And once I've got that training, once I've, you know, got the masters, I could then on become an assistant psychologist and maybe go on and do a, uh, you know, a PhD and become a psychologist uh, what do they call them clinical psychologist so I'd be I'd have a doctorate and I think I think I think I think there's I might be able to I think once you do that, you can. I'm sure you can train, do another year, or even do something where you can then you'd be allowed to prescribe medication. Because I know some nurses can prescribe medication. It, so it's. I don't know what. I don't even know if I want to do that stuff. To be fair, it's. I don't know. I started thinking sort of financially because my finances have been a little bit of a struggle just just the last week or so. And because everything's gone up, everything that I'm... Because I've made so many recordings... Uh, like with Spreaker, I pay. Um, there's what one, two, three, four, five levels. I think with Spreaker, I think the first level is free, which you can have like five hours of audio, and then the second level you can have maybe a hundred hours then the third level so the second level costs maybe uh, seven pound a month maybe ten pound a month the third level allows you to have 500 hours and that is 19 pound a month something like that I'm make I'm kind of making it up a little bit, but I'm just I'm guessing rather than making it up. And then the next one, five hundred, is uh, one thousand five hundred hours. 
which is the one that I'm on, and that's $49, yeah, it's $49 a month. And the one after that is about $100 a month, and that gives you unlimited. So I hit the, because I've got over 500 hours worth of audio on my podcasts, which is quite a lot really, isn't it, I suppose, if you think about it. And I'm not quite sure how much I've got. I think it's under under a thousand, but it's getting on to a thousand hours. And the it was a case of either deleting some of my stuff from the podcasts or paying for the the higher membership. So I, they gave me a discount, a thirty percent discount. On the higher membership, so it should be something like forty-nine dollars. Instead, it's thirty-six, or I'm not sure. But they gave me thirty percent discount for I don't know how long for, and that will give me a hundred and fifty hours. Now every week, I'm probably producing. Five, six, seven, at least five hours every week. Probably more. Sometimes it'd be ten hours, sometimes it'll maybe be less, but at least five hours every week. So I imagine it won't be long before I'll have to upgrade to the higher level, which will then be $100 a month just for the podcasts. That's without all the other stuff that, you know, money to pay out. It's like, wow, that's... It's quite weird because this, the SoundCloud podcast, which I've got, only costs me £10 a month. And it's unlimited. I can have as many sessions on there. And I have. I've got just under... There's 900 and something recordings I've got on my SoundCloud. And there's no limit. And they're all on there. The thing is, when you've got a, a podcast, let's say iTunes, for example... So my SoundCloud is on iTunes, as well as the Spreaker ones as well. So let's say my my SoundCloud one, which is just Jason Newland Free Hypnosis, it's on the iTunes podcast, but there's only 250 episodes on there, with the latest ones at the top. So the only way you're going to see the other, was it 250, 350, 450, 550, 650, 750, 850, 950. So that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. About 700 recordings. 
you won't get to have access to with that podcast as it is on iTunes. However, if you go to the podcast, and it's the same podcast, it's the it's basically it's the RSS feed that you send that you you add to uh, iTunes, and they take the feed and they update it whenever you add a new recording. And this is way more boring than I intended it to be. And um, so if you go to the SoundCloud page or the SoundCloud podcast, all 950 or whatever it is, recordings are still there. So what I did... And this is part of the reason why I had the Spreaker podcast. Just gonna have a quick drink. I started thinking, well, you know what? Realistically, let's be realistic. And this is back when I had about 800 recordings. So that'll make more sense because I'll be talking about 800. I remember thinking to myself, you know what, Juicy JJ? You've got 800 recordings here. Although that will one day be probably about 950. But for now, let's just focus on 800 because that's where we are at at this point. And iTunes only shows 250, the last or the latest 250. So unless people actually go to the SoundCloud podcast, how are they going to know about all the other recordings? Because some of that stuff's pretty good, you know. There's there's probably, probably some awful stinkers there as well, but, you know, there's some good stuff. It's it's all dependent upon what you like, I suppose. But there's some useful recordings and some quite. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, there's there's a see. Not all not all of the older recordings were very good sound wise. You know, the sound quality was not brilliant but the quality of the content in a lot of the earlier sessions was good and also um, I think it could be interesting to go back in time and you can get an idea of the kind of stuff that I used to do. Uh, I suppose in some ways, in some ways you could say that perhaps I was more focused back then in 
kind of a way in a sense of I didn't used to do this kind of stuff you know um, I didn't necessarily know exactly what it was that I was going to talk about but sometimes I did sometimes I knew I thought you know what I'm going to do a recording I'm going to make a video uh, a relaxation video that's what this is going to be about this is going to be about relaxation and then I would sit in front of the video camera and I would press record I try and do it as I speak I'm thinking of this particular place that I lived at that time and see my room as you went into the house because it was uh, not a bungalow but we'll do it like a cottage I always get muddled up between cottages and bungalows and uh, the men and women's toilets I guess sometimes I get muddled up and I used to go into the front because there was a, there was a driveway at the, the, the front of the cottage and the whole cottage was surrounded by flowers and garden that was that the lady who was my landlady at that time was a she absolutely loved the garden and doing gardening and making it beautiful so that was sort of her passion so there was lots of flowers and everything all the way around so there was a driveway where there's probably enough enough room for two cars comfortably side not side you know side by side not side by you know side by side so like you could drive on to the you know forward or I suppose you could back back on and there was a green car I remember one of the cars was green my landlord's car was green and I think my landlady used to call his car Kermit because it had uh, legs in fact it was actually a frog it wasn't a car at all it was a frog and her husband used to ride on the back of it that's not true so it was green and she called it Kermit and we used to I, I used to go through and there used to be a gap between the two cars and you could get through usually depending I suppose uh, when they were parking depends on how drunk they were when they were parking not really just joking and um, you could get through open the gate and walk through walk round you couldn't actually see you could see the front door but I never went into the front door in fact I don't think I even had the keys to the front door I had a key to the back door which 
led into the kitchen. So, although I might have had a key to the front door, I wonder if I did. I don't think I did. I think I had two keys. One was to the back door and one was to my room. So, I'd walk around this pavement and... I'm not quite sure what kind of pavings. I think it's paving slabs, but more, you know, instead of like a big paving slab, it was one of the little broken ones, and it was kind of curly, not curly as in you're walking around in circles, and not the yellow brick road kind of thing, but it went round and then led to the back door. And as you go into the back door, to the right there was a a greenhouse but it wasn't green and it was she had tomatoes in there and she had I don't know if there's anything else in there other than tomatoes or tomato plants it wasn't just wasn't just a big bowl of tomatoes that would have been strange and I remember I used to uh, look after the tomatoes when they went on holiday because sometimes they'd go on holiday and she would say to me uh, Jason and I say yes landlady and she said me and me and the landlord who's also my husband uh, are going to be going away on holiday to a place far away. And I'd say, okay, landlady. Oh, hello, landlord. Because he had walked in. Actually, I didn't see. He was actually under the table. And he wasn't under the table. That's silly. He was actually in the greenhouse holding tomatoes the bowl of tomatoes he wasn't I don't know why I'm saying this and I said okay Mrs. Landlord uh, how can I help you with your uh, trip a long way away far away she said no far away not long way away it's going to be far away I said okay I kept my patience I just okay fair enough and she said I was wondering if you would please look after the tomatoes for me. I thought, okay, but what would you want me to read bedtime stories? What what kind of thing do you want me to do? A tomato plants, you know, take them out to the beach, buy them an ice cream, and she said, "That's all very silly, isn't it?" I said, "Yes." Yes, Mrs. Landlady, I'm sorry. I'm just just relieved, you know, it's Friday evening, finished college, just just glad to get home, just wanna just chill out now for the weekend, you know. She said, Yeah, I understand. But uh I have to get up at four thirty this morning to go and to catch the plane to go far away. I said, oh. She said, yeah. I said, oh. She said, hmm. And I said, uh, 
what um you want me to look after the plants because i realized that this conversation was dragging on a bit and i'm just gonna have to need to go to the toilet at some point and uh, she said yes just need to water them every how often was it i don't know and i said you don't know how often she said no i was just thinking just talking to myself i said okay she said um probably just once a day will, will do because it's she said just check because this time of the year it's hot but the horror is the the more dried out the plants get I said oh that makes sense yeah I suppose it would because of the heat drying out the the uh, the dirt and she said do you mean compost I said no I didn't really but I suppose that is what you're she said do you, do you think it's just dirt that we use for for tomatoes or just grows out of dirt out of nothing I said no I don't know I don't really know much about tomatoes they just they're, they're in supermarkets in the fridges you can buy them and that's it she said yeah but there's more to them than that I said okay and she said let me show you something I said okay well alright fair enough and she went and she bent over at that point I got a bit worried and then she she showed me something and it was this it was like a bucket but with a lid on uh, kind of the same kind of not a tin but it was like a plastic container that reminded me a little bit like something that you would get paint or emulsion in but it wasn't metal it was plastic see it's very important for me to tell you that it was plastic it doesn't really matter I guess but she opened up the lid and she said, she said have a smell of that and I smelt it and it was very pongy it was one of the yeah in the top 10 of bad smells and I said what on earth is that and she said chicken shit I said no I'm just asking what it is you don't have to be rude to me it's like yeah I know I'm she said I'm crying a little bit but it's the smell isn't it you know she said no it's chicken shit I said what I said yeah that's what it is it is chicken shit that's it's the compost we use and I use that to grow the, the tomato plants and I just couldn't believe it there's something that smelled that bad could be used to create something so um, red and juicy 
I mean, I'm not in love with tomatoes. Don't get me wrong. I haven't got some kind of tomato fetish, but they are nice. You know, nice tomato. And these were like the little, the little tomatoes, not the big, not really a big fan of big tomatoes. And don't get me wrong, I don't mind big things. Some things are nice if they're big. I'm quite happy whatever size some things are, but tomato, I look quite like the small tomatoes. The, what do they call them? I forget what they're called. But these, they weren't so much tiny. Just let you know, Andre's making lots of. Andre's walked in with his girlfriend. He's collapsed on the floor and now he's just drinking water and he's completely dehydrated himself. And now he's going to have something to eat. So I ended up looking after the plants, the tomato plants, while they were away. But going back to the tour, so I'd walk into the house, I'm pretty sure the door handle was on the right hand side. I don't know why, I, I can't even remember that. And it was, like a double glazing kind of door, I think. I might be wrong, it might have been a wooden door. I really don't, it might be metal. Might be made of fiberglass, I don't know. Might be made of honey and rosebuds. Probably not. And, uh Yeah, as you go into the door, to the left there was a table and it was like a little eating area. I didn't I didn't use it because it was for the family because she lived there with her with their daughter. And then there was the kitchen and you know, but on the right hand side as you go into the kitchen there was the living room. It's a lovely, lovely little cottage, and I never, never went upstairs. But uh, I think I went into the. I didn't really go into the living room either. I think I sat down in there once with them, I think to watch the boxing. And so it was a nice, nice area. And as I walked through, there was a door. I walked for the door. I think this bit was an extension, I think. And there was another big table, which was, again, somewhere for everyone to kind of eat and do whatever. On the right-hand side, there was an... Actually, I don't know if this was an extension, because I'm pretty sure it was still cottagey. I'm, I'm not an expert on cottaging, and cottages. I've not been into that many cottages. Because um, I know some people, well, I, I hear it, 
uh, I've heard people being like, oh, he's, he's a cottager, he is. He, go, he goes cottaging. Like, what's wrong with that? With cottages are lovely. You know, we've all we've all got the things that we like to do. And if cottaging is something that you enjoy doing, you know, the very... Because you think how far back some of those buildings go. They'd, you know, they'd go back for years. Years and years and years and years. I know the... I think they used to have thatched roofs with straw and such like. Um, but I think they probably... I can't imagine you'd find many... I can't, I can't imagine it would be legal to have a, a roof with straw. You know, it's... Oh, Andre's now gone and closed the door, which means he's going to be scratching at the door to get out of the door that he's just closed. See, you can hear him now. I don't know why he can't shut up. Just for an hour. Just for an hour. That's all I need him is just to shut up for an hour while I make a recording. And he won't. Is it too much to ask? And now he's trying to get out of the door that he's closed. Uh, I didn't really want the door closed. I like I like to have the air circulating through the different rooms. I like to I like it to be airy because I've got the the windows open in the bedroom and I've got the windows open in this room, the living room and I like the you know, the air to circulate just to yeah, it's just nice, it's a nice thing to do isn't it, it's, it's not an amazing thing to do, it's not that exciting but it seems like a, a fairly good thing to to have a bit of circulation of air. Didn't have that so much in the place I lived before. So this cottage, I had a, I had a room. It's a very very small room. Just trying to think what size it would have been. with the bed probably the half the size of this room that room was with the bed and everything yeah probably about half the size and 
It was a nice little room, you know. It wasn't big enough to live in. Um, as far as, you know, when I moved in there, I had hundreds and hundreds of books. And I had to keep them in plastic boxes because there was nowhere to store them because there was no there was no space for anything really so apart from that it was alright lived with a couple of people a couple of people moved into the other room that was opposite me there was uh, a young female moved in there pretty much a couple of weeks after I moved in and then she moved out and then another female moved in there that was working in the pub. I really liked her, but she was there for a little bit and then she went. And then another female moved in and she was from, where was she from? She was sort of like, I think, like an Africa or some kind of uh, a country in that region of the world. And I think she was quite young. I think she was probably early 20s. But she was probably the most petite female adult that I've ever met. I mean, literally, I think I saw her, her jeans were being dried on the uh, the radiator and couldn't be, they weren't, they were children's jeans, they weren't adult jeans. And so it's very, it's just, she was a nice girl and she definitely looked like a woman. She didn't look like a girl, like a little girl. She just was that kind of petite frame and then with adult parts added if that's, I don't know if that's, that sounds weird but you wouldn't mistake her for you, you wouldn't think that she was a child if you saw her but she's very little, very short very petite just probably couldn't have weighed more than about 6 stone 7 stone maybe if that and I was grumpy to her. I was I was said hello to her when she first moved in. I was trying to be friendly, you know, just generally. But then she used to have she used to have a job, and she'd get home late at night. And she used to have showers late at night and wake me up because my bedroom was right. Basically, the bathroom was between our rooms, and I got really grumpy. And I started moaning. And I told the landlady on her. I told her. And I said, can you tell her to stop doing that? Because I had to get up early in the morning. Go to college and all that stuff. So I was grumpy. So instead of being kind. And nice. Which is something that I would have. Benefited from it had I been like that. I was a grumpy ass to her. And so we didn't really get to know each other. But she was lovely. She was a really nice person. And 
I remember seeing her, and this was in the winter, and it was snowing, and it, we had a particularly snowy snowfall, and she was making a snowman. She'd never seen the snow before. The first time she'd ever seen snow. And she was all wrapped up, and she was making a snowman, and, you know, you could see her holding, you think, she had this big big white ball in her hands of snow and you think that must be the snowman's head and then as she walked closer to the snowman you could see that it was only really the size of a snowball it was not very big at all it's just she was so little and she'd put it on and it would just like add a tiny little bit onto the like a finger onto the snowman and she was so small actually I noticed this I thought she was walking on some ice but it wasn't it was actually a puddle but she was so light that she walk, could walk on water it was quite amazing and I wanted to go out and see her and maybe help her with the snowman or I don't know but I didn't because I'd be grumpy with her and I thought I should just leave her alone because it's, it's, you know, because I've been grumpy and I was a bit embarrassed. And she was only there for a few weeks, probably maybe a month, four or five weeks. And then she was, there was a van outside and she was packing her stuff up. And I said, what, what are you doing? And she said, oh, I'm moving out. I said, why? What's, what's going on? And she said, oh, I've got no friends here. I've made no friends. I, got, I don't know anybody. Like in, in the country. She literally had just moved from another country, from, I don't know, Sudan or honestly, I don't know where. And I just felt even more guilty as well because I hadn't made much of an effort. And she gave me a big hug goodbye. And I didn't want her to leave because I just I felt quite a connection with her then. And I wanted to help her. I wanted to, I suppose, be a friend to her. So I, I, I was going to say I learned from that, but I probably didn't learn anything from it. But I'd like to think that I did learn something. If I was in the same situation again, I would do things differently. I looked after the tomatoes, though, so that was all right. There was one, one particular time when my landlady and landlord went away on holiday and I decided because I didn't have to work I didn't have any work at that time I think and I was on holiday from university I decided to make use of those 10 days and produce a stop smoking hypnosis course which is what I did. 
I spent, uh, I got it all set up in, in on the big table in the other room, the recording equipment, and I got laptop, microphone, and everything. And what I did is I, I think I might have also made a few other like videos each day as well. But I was also watching, also watching Prison Break. And I watched, I think I watched every episode of Prison Break during that those 10 days. I watched them back to back. And each episode, I'd go and do another hour of recording. And then I'd go back and watch another episode of Prison Break. And I'd go back and do another hour. And I was also editing every single second of the recordings as well. Going back, listening to them, changing this, bits here and everything. And it's the only time that I've ever done that. In the 13 and a half years or whatever I've been doing this. It's the only time that I've ever put that much effort into a course or into any of my audio recordings or videos. And I spent many, many hours putting that together that course that stop smoking course and it's only it's a 28 stop, 28 day stop smoking and there's four sessions lasting about half an hour each so it's not a lot of time at all really as far considering how much time it took to produce it it took absolutely ages 10 days And I've never done anything like that since because it was awful. It was the editing bit that I just, ah, oh, trying to make it so there was no background sound and I just happened to have a windy, a windy week with a rattly door. It's just like, oh, so it's, uh, I think that was 2009, I think that was, 2009, so this, yeah, it's 10 years ago, this, nearly 10 years ago, and I was really pleased with it, because I put so much work into it, and I thought this has got to be popular, and to be fair, it was quite popular for a while. And then what I did is someone said to me, you know what, I listened to the to the recordings back to back. Episode one, episode two, episode three, and episode four. And I fell asleep. I listened to all of them. And I've not smoked since. And that was, you know, like a year ago or something. So what I thought I'd do is I'd edit the four recordings into one, which is what I did. And it's, what's it called? Stop Smoking and Start Living, I think it's called. So I was, yeah. 
And the weird thing about it is, well, it's not weird, but on YouTube it's posted, someone else posted it on YouTube, and it's had a lot of a lot of uh, plays. But on my YouTube channel, it's probably had hardly any. But it has done in the past, though. So what I did today is, because of my finances, I posted a thing on Facebook and also on my website, just saying, you know, if anyone would like to help out with the cost of running this free this free service that I do. And I had a, a few negative uh, comments and a few negative, uh, quite uh, dismissive actions from people. So I took it off of Facebook again and took it off my website and I was trying to figure what am I going to do because tomorrow I've got all this money coming out of my bank account and the website that comes out in two days time I think it's the 2nd of March and that's £30 like, oh, what am I going to do what am I going to do so in the end I deleted I closed the website and I just opened up a blogger a blogger, a website, a free one and I've just embedded the podcast into that just the, the standard Jason Newland free hypnosis podcast uh, so that you can listen to all the updated stuff on there it's still the same jasonnewland.com but there's none of the other stuff, none of the other pages, nothing. That's all gone. And so that's just one one change that I made. Uh, there wasn't anything else that I could really reduce because all the the podcasts that I've got are there for a purpose, and because everything's becoming more popular and more established I don't want to start deleting stuff you know I like the idea of yeah okay so there's a hundred and now a hundred and three let me bore you to sleep recordings but I don't want to delete 50 of them so that I can you know keep on a lower tariff and pay less a month so you only have the last 50 to listen to because then those 50 are gone. You know, it's nice. I think it's nice to have that option to listen back to number five or number 22 if you want to. You know? That's how I see it. So, this is yet another boring, 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 boring thing. Thank you for listening. I will probably do another boring session tomorrow. And I did do a Deep Sleep Whisper number 57, I think it was, today, earlier on. Uh, so that was pretty good, I think. Uh, 
and uh, again thank you for all your support and thank you for listening thank you for watching and thank you for being groovy and I will speak to you next time bye